Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Layman's Guide to the Multiverse, where we dive between the panels and break through the fourth wall. I'm your host, Matt, and we got, eh, screw it, we got Paula, Mike, and Ed. <laughs> we do! Hello. You know, I feel okay with this. Yeah, I mean, it's, what are we, starting week five of quarantine right now, I think? Is it has it been that long? It's yeah. Well, for long. you guys, it might be a little shorter. New York went under quarantine before Jersey did. Yeah, um, that's true. That's very true. But I work in New York, so it's been about five mm. weeks for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where where I'm working and what we're doing. Um, I mean, well, I mean, I was talking about this before. Like things haven't really changed too much for me. I look out, but I know everybody else is. Uh, I don't think the world's on fire, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the world's doing right now. I've been. Uh, I work from home a lot, and I'm working from home even more now. So I have even less of a clue what's going on in the outside world. Yeah, I mean that that that's that's fair. Um, and Facebook's not a good window for that. No, it's a terrible window for it because half my half the people on my Facebook think that this uh, this whole this virus is uh, an evil democratic plot. Uh, it totally is. Uh, it's not real. It's a hoax. Um, it, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. Put it. No, listen, listen. It's a hoax put in place so the government can replace the, the batteries and the birds because hashtag birds aren't real. Oh yeah, birds aren't real. That's true. That yeah, true. Real fake as shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not not a real thing. Nope. Yeah. How do they stay no, in the air? It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. They totally have little like jet engines in them. Yeah. Uh, that they, you know, they're they're battery operated. The government's got to replace them. Also, nobody knows more about birds than me. That's true. You're the bird expert. I, I yeah. agree with that. I agree. Hundred percent birdologist. Uh, <laughs> I got my my degree in birdology, yeah, which is <laughs> why we are using this episode to announce that we are changing uh, our format to yes. a <laughs> podcast about birds, about all about birds <laughs> and how fake they are. Yeah. Okay. Top ten birds. That's going to be the next episode for sure. <laughs> top ten birds that could take on the Avengers. Oh, <laughs> crossover appeal. Ooh, I love it. There we go. <laughs> Sponsored by Disney, number ten and, and starlings, got them. And number yeah. number nine, Star Lord. Let's oh. go! Oh, what a matchup! Let's do a death battle between Starling and Star Lord. <laughs> I'm for it. Next time on Death Battle. Uh, thanks, friend of the show, Rooster Teeth. For that, we oh. roosters don't have teeth. That's a bird fact. <laughs> we are transitioning so well right now into a bird podcast. I'm loving it. It's the epitome of a bird podcast. I don't know what you're talking we, about. This podcast is for the birds. I just want to say right now that movie Pink Flamingos has nothing to do with Pink Flamingos. Uh, we should watch it and just to confirm. We should watch it to confirm. We should say. watch it and make sure we have enough um, booze to get through that film. Oh. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I have to say, though, um, how much is that dog in the window has taken on a whole new meaning after that movie? So not for nothing. I uh, during the past couple of weeks, I played through the Bioshock uh, collection because it was free. Oh no! Uh, I mean, I'm I'm Wonderful. a crazy person that 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 had bought it on sale for like ten bucks, whatever it was. That's not um, that crazy. Yeah, it was, it was it was good. Yeah. My point is is that they play uh, how much is that doggy in the window, and I say that that way because that's how that lady pronounces it in sure. Bioshock too. Mm. It's ah. like every every other room you walk into, how much is that doggy? So, so now every time you hear, you know, play that game, you just, you know, flash back to that scene of, you know, an overweight transvestite eating dog shit off the sidewalk in Baltimore. Um, no, I have flash, I have flash like sideways to um, Ursula from Disney, uh, from Disney, from um, the, the Little Mermaid. That's true. That's true. Define yeah. was supposed to be the voice of it. Um, I know she was aesthetically the uh, 
you know, inspiration for the character model. Yep, that is true. That is true. You know what? It was uh, speaking of Bioshock. I really loved uh, Infinite's rendition of God Only Knows. Ooh, that game was great. I actually just finished Burial at Sea last night. Ooh, game's devastating. That's devastating. Chef's kiss. It's devastating. Dude, the way that that ends, like, mm. oh, I don't want to spoil anything, but the just oh, the, the just the, the the lighting and everything just shutting off. It was like it's very good. Oh no, they're they're done with this IP. So I guess I'm the only one during all of this. I'm the only one that's like been just binging and catching up on all the Star Trek I've been missing out on all these years. That's no. Okay, uh, thank you, Paul. <laughs> thank you. I was a. F- well, does that mean you don't care about Star Trek or Star Wars? Like, because like, <laughs> we were just like this. No, I was like, <laughs> I didn't even mean for it I'm to come sorry. out that way. Yeah. Paulo, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, whatever hurt you, I'm sorry. It's an episode of reveals. <laughs> we're switching to birds. Paulo hates Star Trek. No, you know what the worst part is? I love Star Trek. Star Trek's fucking great. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> I hate birds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a rough transition. <laughs> their fucking beady eyes and their stupid beaks. Their stupid dead eyes. Oh, stupid man. fucking. They're meant to be eaten. All of Ooh. them. Go oh. back to being fucking Tyrannosaurus Rexes. I mean, think, you want to be fucking Paul cool again. I mean, th- I mean, think about it. What did? The, what were the name of Romulan warships? I don't know. I don't even know birds what Romulan is. Birds of prey. Birds oh. are evil. There we go. Transitioning to two comic books. Actually, the birds of prey are supposed to be good guys, unless you watch the new Harley Quinn movie, and which is really dumb. I don't know. I, I heard it was funny in Philadelphia. The birds of prey were kind of assholes. They were kind of assholes. Eh? <laughs> Eagles. Eagles. Um, no, I, I hear. I hear good things about birds of prey. I unfortunately haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. It's supposed to be on DC Universe already. Oh. Speaking, speaking of Harley, you know what's great that I've been watching? The Harley Quinn TV show. Cartoons so good the cartoon is so good the cartoon's great i i I need to watch it you really do though so Uh, is there going to be a comic book industry after all this is over because i mean like that so that that's a great segue why don't why don't wait to ask the hard questions matt no but that's a real (laughs) because that's a real fucking situation no no like like for real because like all of the comic book shops near me are like flying by the seam of their pants like like the, the 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 profit margin is like nothing they're like begging for you like dude do you do, do, do anything on hold please please <laughs> please please so buy I this figurine out, like I, <laughs> we got this bust over here no so i i luck out that the shop that i go to um they weren't like dying i mean they weren't doing great because i mean the comic industry like the print comic industry in general i mean fuck it the comic book industry in general hasn't been doing great um so they were doing okay this has halted everything though like even the big two, like DC and Marvel, aren't printing anything new past this month. I They're mean, not even just printing anything new. They've also decided nothing, to not release anything digital. Single issues yeah. digitally. New single issues digitally are not being written right now. Well, really, they're being written, but they're not being released. What? Right. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. weird. Like there's there's weird rumblings. There's weird rumors that like once they're able to start doing it again, that Marvel and DC is going to do like a giant crossover to try to like revitalize the industry. And if that's if that's the plan, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, but I hate that we have to get to this extreme. It, it gets yeah. it gets back to the what we were complaining about several episodes ago, where it's like, well, everything is bigger this time. You know, read but, this issue. But, so here's the thing: but if it you're going to escalate, it, it, it does sell, and that's <laughs> half of the problem. But like, that's the thing. If you do something like that, that really does escalate things. Like that's fucking big. You know, like the last time they did a major crossover like that. No, 
they, 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 back in the nineties, like what 94, 95, 96 was amalgam. Wow. When, but oh, I had like, amalgams. But like, <laughs> but yeah, but like the nineties were like kind of like over the top, like ridiculousness in the comic book world. Yeah, it's very well, the nineties. The nineties were a really ridiculous time. But if I remember correctly, the Marvel DC crossover that you're talking about. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Or I should say that's the last big one. Well, they they did do Avengers. They did Justice League versus Avengers. Right, and that was the big. That was that crossover. That was the nineties. That was during the. I'm that checking was the date exactly right. Was now. that was in the two thousand? Was that when they had Namor fight Aquaman and uh, Namor won? No, so that was just DC. That was just Marvel versus DC. Oh, okay. Um, that led into the Amalgam Universe for like what was interesting about the Amalgam Universe. They, for if I remember correctly, they halted like a lot of production. I mean, not like halted, halted, but they like didn't put out anything for DC and Marvel. It was just this Amalgam imprint. Interesting. For a couple months. So if I walked into a comic book shop, that's all I'm getting. That's new. At the time, yeah. At the time, if, if, yeah, I, if yeah. I remember correctly, I, and I was a kid when this came out, so I could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but that that kind of stuff was a ton of fun. Like I, as a kid, seeing mashups of like Spider Man and uh, Superboy, or like uh, they 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 would take uh, two popular characters and mash them together in, in the Amalgam universe. Instead of like Batman or Wolverine, you'd get Dark Claw, who's like <laughs> his his uh, uh, his his nemesis was uh, Hyena, who's a mashup of Sabretooth and, and the Joker. Is right. it terrible? I have no right. idea who the fuck Dark Claw is. Okay, he's, so he's the edgiest edge lord you've ever seen. <laughs> he's an Amalgam. Oh, he's an Amalgam. Yeah. All right. No, so by the way, 1996 was the year that ah, okay. both the Amalgam Age of Comics hit, which was um, you know, Legends of Dark Claw, Super Soldier number one, Amazon number one. Um, as that was that. But also the year that we had the Marvel versus DC, DC versus Marvel one through four that released. So that, yes. was, that was all year. Wasn't like 96, like the worst year of like the history of Marvel in terms of like sales and probably shit. Because like, <laughs> yeah, I that th- was the reason they started selling off the uh, the rights to movies. I was about to yes, say they if, were, they if, were going yes. under. If I'm they not, almost filed for bankruptcy. If I'm not mistaken, 96 was the year they almost went bankrupt. I, mm-hmm. I, I. Well, I'm that going was when off they were here. I could it, be it, wrong. Par- pardon me for saying this. They were whoring off everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm see, 1996 is the. Okay, so I found a, a Wikipedia list of crossovers that have been released. And Ooh, like there's there's a there's quite a bunch like of the ever classic Punisher meets Archie. And <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I forgot. Yo, don't shit on that. Come on. I'm not shitting on it. Like I'm just saying that's a real thing. It's a classic matchup. Uh, there's a apparently there was a Batman Judge Dread, uh, Dark Side versus Galactus. Okay. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meet the Savage Dragon. That, that was at one point. Awesome. That was a fucking thing as well. I love everything uh, you're saying. What age is the Savage Dragon? Because we know what age the turtles are. They're teenagers. Yeah, I don't know. The Savage Dragon is an adult. It's is an adult. adult okay, the, savage. The is an adult, adult Savage, savage dragon. dragon police officer. <laughs> oh, he's a cop. Oh, don't forget, he's a cop. He's a, he is a cop. <laughs> he's a cop. He's a cop. Not to derail this, but apparently that comic is just porn now. Oh, it's what? porn now. Apparently. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but apparently after like after a point, because no, like nobody's buying Savage Dragon anymore. Like oh. I'd be surprised if the people listening even know who Savage Dragon is. I, I um, don't know. I, I guess maybe they just realized that, you know, how many people stumbled upon Savage Dragon were looking for Bad Dragon, and there's like, fuck it. Let's just run with it. Yeah, somebody just wanted to fuck that green fin head. Yeah, you got... He's just sticking his dick and everything. You had to fuck that dragon. I don't even know who Savage Dragon <laughs> oh is. God. He's a police officer dragon. <laughs> yeah. 
With, yeah. with a big old dragon dick. But like, now, a tri- <laughs> like a triceracops? But now he's one of those strippers that dresses up as a police officer. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's got a stegosaurus fin, bro. It goes from the... The stegosaurus fin goes all the way down to with, like the base of his neck. Oh. So, like, I, the middle it, of his you forehead. The base Must be like, nice. Well, where's this going, Paul? Must be nice. Officer, what did you pull me over for? Driving listen, without my number. Listen... <laughs> In 1993, okay, in 1993, there was a Godzilla versus Charles Barkley crossover. Okay, I love it. That's one we all needed for yeah, sure. You, that's... you either slam with the best or jam like the rest. That, that, that sounds only half as retarded as uh, Charles Excuse Barkley. You. Shut Excuse up and jam. You. Shut up and jam, guy. Den is beautiful. Beautiful. Oh come on. Uh, no. so in good. any case, it's so, canon. It is canon. So, 1996 was like the biggest year. The one with the most crossovers. Um, and then, then they dropped the Amalgam Wave, which was just ridiculous now that I'm fun. thinking back on it. First of all, X-Patrol. I mean, it's a dumb X-Force name. and Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, I'm down with. X-Patrol just which sounds is... like people just quit patrolling. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know what that name means. They're like, hey, go on a patrol. Like, like, yeah. No, we quit. <laughs> Not doing it. <laughs> no, what's, what's funny about that to me, um, I think it was during Grant Morrison's run um, on Doom Patrol. Okay. Uh, he did a parody of X Force. Oh no! Like how so? Like it's just I don't I don't understand. Um. So the art was a was supposed to be a, a if I if I remember right it's a parody of uh, Rob Liefeld. No, okay. Oh. Rob Life, yeah, because X Force is uh, Rob Liefeld's uh, baby, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, and uh, so Wolverine. There, there, there's a Wolverine like analog on that team. Oh no! And every every, every page that he's on, his claws are something different. <laughs> So like, oh, no. like, 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 like what? Like one of them will be a fork, a spoon, and like a corkscrew, and then like the next page, it's like a like they're like three different size spatulas. Like, oh, that's wonderful. So it's it's so, ridiculous. It's taking all those like edgy Marvel tropes and just it's and Grant Morrison's having fun with it. He he just told the continuity people like, dude, just go to lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah just have fun. <laughs> Draw whatever you want. I forget if it's him or if like Keith Giffen was on it, or maybe maybe it was Keith Giffen to the art. I honestly don't remember, but I have it somewhere. Oh no, um, it's fantastic. I I have this. Um, oh man, I got this out of Scholastic Book Fair in like the mid nineties. Oh man, Go showing our age. It was a um, it was an X Men like look and find book. Um, okay, I love it. And one of the pages, everything was weird. Um, and you would find shit like yeah, like like corkscrews coming out of Wolverine's claws. Um, so yeah, like it sounds like that book that I had as a kid might have somehow been inspired by that. I don't know. I'm 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 just snowballing here, and <laughs> I just want to talk about that book because I've been going through all my old shit, and I came across, and I was like, yo, yo, it's like highlights X Men edition. That's fantastic. Speaking <laughs> of uh, uh, things when I was a kid, you know what was awesome? Going to Pizza Hut, getting a Pizza Hut pan pizza, and then some X-Men swag. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, yo. You did get that. Dude, did um, did your uh, Pizza Hut have any good arcade cabinets? Uh, they had the X-Men arcade game. Yo. That that's was a, a great fucking game. That's a shit. Welcome to die. Yeah, we've only talked about that, what, like a million times on this podcast? I think maybe three times. Including now. Close enough to a million. <laughs> I'm going to round yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to round up to a million. going to round up. It's a solid round. No, it's, it's a good round. That's a no, good not round. for nothing, though. Um, to vaguely get back on, on the topic of the what, what might be the dying comic industry. Oh, no. Uh, what I think is interesting, uh, the website TKO Presents, 
Okay. Uh, what they're doing, because uh, you you can you can buy comics from them online. What they're doing though, um, and if you just go to tkopresents.com, uh, there's a little pop up that comes up that tells you help uh, help comic book shops fight back. Comic book shops, the lifeblood of our industry, and coronavirus is threatening their existence. TKO Studios wants to fight back until the end of the coronavirus threat. When any customer chooses a store during checkout at TKOPresents.com, TKO will send that store 50% of the purchase price. Oh, really? That, I think, is extremely interesting. That's very nice. So what what I think is, I mean, what, what sucks about this, and we, I mean, we were just saying before that, like, the brick-and-mortar stores are, like, they're kind of more... They're kind of sort of a dying industry. Um, and I know a lot of shops just had to close straight up because of this. Um, I luck out that like the shop that I go to is still doing – like they're not doing anything new, obviously, because nothing new is being printed. Uh, but they are doing a like delivery service or like no, – not so much delivery, but uh, they'll, they'll ship you stuff. Mm. So you can you can put an order in by email and you can pay over you – know, you can pay via email or they're, they're square um, and they're shipping things. Wow. So like that's still great. But it, no, that you know, not, not every not every store has that opportunity. You know what I mean. So something like like this is really really good. Yeah, I was about to say because I'm pretty sure like your shop, like I'm pretty sure they own the shop at this they point. Do. Like yeah yeah, they're not renting it. They don't need to pay a lease or nothing. Um, but there's plenty of shops so, no, that yeah. I'm I'm guessing too. But like I'm there's plenty of places that do have to pay a lease, and those are the places that are getting boned. Like um, oh 100. Like shout out to Little Shop of Comics by the way. Mm. Yeah, but like um, to to that point, I mean, like uh, okay, because I'm like a total foodie and I watch way too much Food Network. Um, no such like, thing. Like yeah, <laughs> no, like Guy Fieri comes on every commercial and is like, "Hey man, uh, you got to come on over here." I'm actually getting my Guy Fieri rig when I'm saying this. He's like, "Hey, you know, you got to donate for you know these these cause, and you know we're gonna give this money that you donate to your favorite restaurant or something like that." Oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, but I mean like, but like any place that has a lease or has to pay rent or whatever, uh, this is tough for them. And, and for something like a comic book industry where you got profit margins that are like non-existent and basically your only income is nerds like me that go in there only to buy magic cards. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's why you're seeing a lot of comic shop. I mean, cause it, it's always kind of been that way that you can get like, depending on the store, you can get toys or statues or whatever else, but like you're seeing more of that now. That like the comic section of the comic shops are shrinking. Yeah, like the the shop near me. Um, they is that fortress. What? Hmm? Isn't that fortress that's near you? Yes, yes, yes. In uh, Somerville, yeah. they um, most of their shop now is trade paperbacks and busts. <sighs> their comic selection is maybe a quarter of the floor space. You know, don't and it's me... probably just new stuff up into a point, right? Yeah, like um, I was going there to catch up on Vader comics and uh, Judge Dredd just because I like I love those two like a lot. But like, if I'm not putting those on hold, I'm not getting them, right? From a place like that, I, I, whatever people put on hold and never picked up is what you can buy there. Uh, if yeah, if you walk in there, all you're going to be able to buy for the most part is memorabilia and trade paperbacks. And I'm not saying that as a slight against the place because it's a great place. But like, you know, they, 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 there's a dedicated tabletop store up the block from there. So, you know, they're not selling magic cards. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not doing what some of the, like, they're not doing what like uh, Little Shop does. Yeah, because like, they've got all, oh, they've got some of that stuff as well. Or like they hold, um, 
they hold magic tournaments as well as like Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, the Pokemon trading card game. They yeah. hold uh, like weeklies for those. Yeah, yeah, because like um, the shop that I went to growing up, MC, uh, I think they were in Old Bridge. Um, yeah, they had a very uh, exhaustive um, combo collection, and like their trade selection was like, you know, like a single IKEA Billy. Uh, um, um, bookshelf. That was it. And oh, what? So sorry to interrupt. By the way, um, I was. I, that's why I was not speaking. Was because I was looking for it. So speak. Going back to the thing that Ed was saying about people trying to help brick and mortar stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, Jim Lee um, is running a sixty-day, uh, a day, a day, a sketch for sixty days, and he's auctioning off. All, each drawing individually, and then all proceeds are going to random brick and mortar shops. That's incredible! Wow. And then, on, and he's also gotten a bunch of other creators like Ivan Reese, uh, J. Scott Campbell. Um, I forget who the other guy was that he's got doing it, but um, they're also starting to do it as well, and they're also donating all the proceeds to um, random brick and mortar shops. That's real. That's good. incredible. That's real good. Good on Jim Lee. Yeah, thanks, friend of the show, Jim Lee. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> hey, Paul. I Paul, have one. What a great guy. Paul, Wait, I have three pictures with the guy. Especially Paul met him like three times. He, oh, yeah. he's, Paulo, Paulo's met him like a dozen times. Yeah. Like they hang out. Yeah, yeah. bro. He, you know, he, he calls up Jim Lee. He's like, yo, bro, can you, can you sketch me a quick uh, Dick Grayson ass? They don't call me the, the CEO of Layman's Guide for the Multiverse for nothing, guys. Come on. He's got some pull, <laughs> yo. We, got I those got connections. I've got, I got those connections yeah. with friend of the show, Jim Lee. Yeah, exactly. You met him, what, at Comic-Con? What was it? <laughs> Comic-Con Manhattan? At, you definitely at-tweeted Jim Lee, too. Yeah, yeah. I have. <laughs> I've seen that tweet. He Don't goes to July Fourth barbecues. Like, he's <laughs> hey James, I need some milk. <laughs> hey Jimmy, give me a hand. Hey, oh Jim- man. <laughs> the sad part is, if we ever get our patron up and running, we probably will start bidding on those Jim Lee. You, you mean when uh, we do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to listen. It's sixty days. That's two months. I legitimately want to. The thing is, he's already drawn a lot of characters that I wanted, and I'm not going to be able to get them. How many Dick Graysons has he done? He's already. He, this first one was Dick Grayson. That's the biggest reason I why that. I noticed it. Oh, I love His that. first oh. picture is a Nightwing picture, and I was I like, "This it. is fantastic." I love it. Oh man. Um, then he did Bizarro. I love it. Ooh. Uh, then he did Azrael. Ooh, ooh. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that is the man who took over as Batman after Bruce Wayne ha- was broken by Bane. Jean-Paul Valley. Jean-Paul Valley, indeed. He was uh, unstable. Then, <laughs> then he did a really sick looking Dr. Fate. I like it. Uh, the Batman Who Laughs. Ooh. Which actually looks really fucking great. I like, really thought you were going to say, which actually looks a lot like Nicolas Cage. And I was like, <laughs> we fucking called it. I, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I could see it. I could see it, but it's fine. Uh, then he did Big Barda. Like been, we're already a couple of days in. Uh, Doomsday. Let's see. Uh, oh, he did one of my favorite characters, actually, which is really interesting from the... Oh, no, this is Batman Beyond. Sorry, I thought this was fucking... Um, the... What's it called? The Red Death? Red Death. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought, he was, I thought it was that one. I was like, oh, that looks great. But no, it turns out it's fucking Batman Beyond. Like his 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 idea of the Batman Beyond suit would look like in the Arkham Knight universe. Oh, oh, where it has like the not really a mouth thing, where yeah. like it kind of looks like a robo suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's then the big red, the big red bat. Oh, and then that. he did a Red Rain Batman and Catwoman one that Ooh. just looks fucking huh. fantastic. And then somebody actually colored for him, and that one's going more expensive. I mean, that's cool. 
I mean, I mean, it's Jim Lee. I mean, like, come on, Na- name me somebody better than Jim Lee. Uh, I mean, that's subjective. Yeah, that's subjective. Yeah, subjective. It's subjective. It's very but subjective. If, but if you're going to have a top ten comic book, uh, 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 top illustrators. illustrators, thank you. If you're going to have a top ten illustrators, he's going to be on that list somewhere. Yeah, no, he's. T- I mean, you could as iconic and influential um he's definitely on the i would say he's in the the or he's on the mount rushmore of comic artists i mean but i mean i feel like anybody that grew up in the 90s reading comics is going oh yeah jim lee i mean jim lee saved us from the condom cyclops come on <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry for the nature scene he absolutely did um red death oh so it wasn't batman he, no no the date 13 it was he did it later on Ooh. oh that looks. That's a sick fucking picture, though. I'm sorry. I'm just going over these pictures. Do they it. look fantastic. It's Jim He's Lee. Fantastic. It's totally worth oogling over. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, friend of the show, Jim Lee, man. You do a great job, though, for local <laughs> yeah. comic shops. I'm just saying. You do it. I'm just saying. If you ever listen to this podcast, friend of the show, Jim Lee. Yeah. I like that. That's his full name now. No, dude. dude no, no, no. First dude. name, we're, we're, trap call quest. We're, we're helping him out by calling him out. We're, we're going to help him get his big break. <laughs> I mean, he's that. What do you mean? He's definitely listening in. Come on. Yeah, Dara. He's Jim Lee. He knows all. Come on. You think he's? You think he's able to make all those great illustrations without being inspiration? You know, exactly. Wow. Oh God. <sighs> all right. I think we need to take a break. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys. We'll be back. Every time you buy a comic book from your local comic book shop, an angel gets its wings. So please like, subscribe, and share us on whatever platforms you use to listen to your podcasts, and please support your local comic book shop in these trying times. Thank you. And we're back, guys. How did you like your break? It was wonderful. Had a Kit Kat bar. Ooh. Ooh. I'm still eating. I didn't break. even break the Kit Kat bar. I just took a bite out of all four. Oh, sticks. you're one of the oh, like 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 uh, I was gonna say uh, Rough McGruff, the crime dog. Yes, Never hold on, time out. I've never seen a crossover between Rough the uh, Scruff what is McGruff, Scruff Scruff McGruff, McGruff, the crime dog, the crime dog, and Kit Kats. Never seen that crossover happen, guys. Right? Okay, so listen, listen. All I'm saying is that he uh, took a bite out of crime because he's an absolute savage. Right, and it is a crime to eat all four Kit Kats and not break them. Yeah, that's, no, that is like you can't just be doing that's that. That's a crime. That, that's exactly what I'm trying to say yeah, here. Yeah, makes sense. Wait a second. Wait a second. Scuff, Scruff McGruff takes a bite out of crime. I thought dogs get uh, sent to the pound if they bite you too many times. <laughs> what? Well, but if you're committing Dude, crimes, it's legal. He's a crime dog, though. <laughs> so, that means he is an agent of the law. No, no, yeah. but are you saying he's a vigilante he, because I'm he's working outside of the law? He is no, the law. He is the law. Oh, law. So you're telling me that next time I get pulled over or something like that, the cop is within his rights to just take a chomp out of me? He he <laughs> may as well be a crossover between Batman and Judge Dredd. It's true. Holy shit. And the cop can bite you if he's a dog in a trench coat. <laughs> so so by that logic, so that so that by that logic, you're telling me that, you know, when like Batman was confronted with the Joker on top of the dam where he's about to poison all at Gotham. Yeah. Batman should just, you know, put on like, you know, like a pair of like bat dentures and just like started chomping on, on fucking Joker. He should have been cool. He should have ripped off his mask and he'd been crypto the entire time. Yo. Yo. Then he the bat hound the whole time. Let's go. The bat- <laughs>
<laughs> I want this. Wait a second, dude. Bats carry rabies. Oh, maybe. Let's dude, find out. What what if Batman was like the worst bioterrorist ever? <laughs> this is going this is going places I don't want it to go. You're sounding so like the J. Jonah Jameson of Batman. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it means I want pictures of the Batman, damn it. Yeah, he's trying he, to get, get in here, Parker. He's trying to smirk Wait, his name. Does the, I mean, Batman doesn't have an equivalent of the Daily Planet, does it? The Gotham Gazette? Is that the equivalent that of is, the Daily that Planet? Is a thing. Yeah, it's Matt. That's the equivalent. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's Matt. Exactly. And they're covering Gothor, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, developing new kazoo guitar uh, guitar boards and uh, doing the theme song for Batman Beyond. Like, you know, on the the, Yes. Like the, the head producer for this? Uh, <laughs> Okay, listen, listen. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen. Well, what I wanted to say is we were talking before about how like the, the comic industry is, is is pretty much shut down. Um, but all of entertainment, like a lot of entertainment shut down right now, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. like no new TV shows, no new comics, uh, no new movies, all the all the production of that is on hold on hold. All of new or all sport, like sporting events. That's all stopped. Yeah. Except for the WWE. No, no, no. WWE yeah. you know, is not You know what's sporting. considered essential right now by the state of Florida? Vince what? fucking McMahon. World Wrestling Entertainment. John Cena is an essential. Oh, I am no so dis- him, Okay, okay. I just want to say rest in peace, XFL. Oh, oh yeah. Again? Gone too soon again. again. <laughs> Dude, I, have, I still have my New York, New Jersey hitman's jersey. <laughs> Soon again. Again. <laughs> okay. Nice sweet prince. Yeah, just goes gone too soon again. <laughs> gone too soon too. Uh, first blood. <laughs> <laughs> gone too soon too. The reckoning. Oh no. Uh, oh, first blood. No. I'm gonna choke on my <laughs> You gotta hydrate. You gotta be Aquaman, dude. Oh, you gotta hydrate. You can't choke underwater. Oh <laughs> no. Oh god. Okay. Oh. No, I mean to, to to me, I'm just I'm chuckling on the inside that uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt is considered an essential worker. Um, <laughs> there's something real funny about that. Man. That's so weird. It is. It is really weird, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean. When we, we we could talk about that. We can talk about Vince McMahon being appointed on a uh, on a board to help like restart the economy. I don't want to get into that. That's a weird thing. Um, what's got me though is like I'm saying, I don't I don't want to be like I'm worried about the comic industry because like entertainment as a whole is gonna shift after this. I mean, what I I, I feel like the people that are making out like bandits or anybody that's making like YouTube content, YouTube content, the Netflix content, yeah, any any streaming service like. I mean, speak for yourself. We're well, no, actually, believe it or not, the YouTube content is busted right now. Really? Really? Um, who did I hear this from? I believe AdSense isn't functioning properly. Oh no! And a lot of YouTube creators are be are have no they they have to rely on their sponsored content because the AdSense money is not coming in. Oh wait a second! Wow. Is it is this because the uh, the the human vetting that uh, Google employs they they've pretty much just had to turn I, it over I'm to not- the AI because like most YouTubers I know they cannot say the coronavirus or COVID nineteen. Uh, that's correct. They can't. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So they can't mention it. 
Yeah. No ads. So publishers just want to get reporting issues. Google's AdSense, no ads were showing for their sites. And now Google acknowledges the problem. A Google spokesman turned market line. There's currently an issue with AdSense for content ads not showing on small number of publisher sites. So AdSense, hold on. So there's a known issue. We'll provide updates. So I'm looking into this right now because now I'm curious. Interesting. Yeah. Because. Um, yeah, I don't because like from what I've read, things have gotten real screwy because uh, they used to have people manually looking over a lot of YouTube content and you know a lot of other stuff in addition, and they've had to completely turn it over to the algorithm right now, and the algorithm has just been absolutely uh, draconian. Jeez, I mean, a lot of these algorithms are pretty much that. I mean, considering. The way they're being they're written and yeah yeah exactly. a lot of our a lot of our more um like what's the word i'm looking for lenient liberal there's been a lot of yeah there's been a lot of uh censorship a lot of complaints of words and certain things that are out of context that for some people are offensive uh i don't want to go into details of what that might be because that's different to everybody mm. but you can absolutely see the effects of that in what we now have to, because companies are now going to lean towards what gives them the least amount of problems. Right. And that's interesting. Cause what does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? If you think about it in a future where we possibly have to be, where a lot of the stuff that we are looking at is now being governed based on popular opinion and popular opinion being what, is going to be censored versus what's not censored. That's gross. Yeah. Like that. Like that's not even me. That's not me skewing it to the left or the right. No, that's, that's me you, skewing it in a media perspective because that's some the, real shit. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it is already skewed toward what's popular. Like, but that's what well, makes money. <laughs> but right. No, no, that's no, what no, makes no, money. Right. That's but think about, think about, think about now when they start to censor, censor you based on what, not popularity, but what people deem is not acceptable. Yeah, yeah, because like, like you're not gonna, but that's you're not impossible. gonna sit in because everyone's opinion is different. Right, 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 yeah. right. But now, what social media has done is given us the ability to group up as smaller groups of people and make things much bigger than they are. Right, right. Groupthink is still. Is, mob uh, mentality group think is still going to be a thing yeah right. mob mentality mad mentality continues on that and if we're now going like and you've seen it and we've seen it just in the very in very basic ideas in the court of opinion where uh people's entire careers are destroyed over something that was perceived one way but was actually a different way you know uh, i mean cancel culture does exist but there can, are cancel I mean, culture there are... does exist and then there are there have been occasions where that cancer culture has been, it has turned into a culture of shaming. Yeah, but I, I was also going to say that, like, um, and and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, yeah, like, this is, completely, because we could, yeah. we, we could literally talk about, we, we could literally talk about cancel culture for the rest of the night. I know I don't want to do that. No, um, but we could, we could take somebody like a, uh, a Max Landis who kind of, you know, had had a bunch of allegedly's that turned out that they weren't alleged and uh, <laughs> that were actual things, and he was gone for like a year or two, and now he's just back. Yeah. I mean, well, he's not the, like he's he's not like doing a bunch of like Hollywood like writing and whatnot, but he's still popping up. He he started popping up on social media again. He's just doing what he wants. But then the other the other situation you have is the guy, when, the, the guy literally said he was like I he's like I've been canceled and like here I am. 
Well, that's the thing. You also have to remember it's like, it's, it's not just uh, the way you skewed it when they're when they're allegedly's that turn into bees. There's also allegedly's that turn out to be not bees. Very true. But on top of that, we have how quickly everybody moves on from one one uh, scandal to the next because the same old scandal gets boring. I mean, we Unless could also, it's Tiger we could King. Also, uh, <laughs> that goddamn bitch, Carol Baskins. I, <laughs> I was going to say uh, Chris Brown, but you know that's a whole other story. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus, yeah. No, but with, with us, just like yeah, I guess getting back on topic of um, just entertainment as a whole, I'm terrified that these things that I love are just going to go away. Like, what do you mean? Like, just like, like uh, comic books comics in general, and, or cause yeah, you're, you're the, kind the of touching in- on like all of YouTube right now. Uh, so I mean, yeah. So going back to the original point, um, the comic industry as a whole, I'm terrified that that's going to go away. I don't know. It might just like either it's going to go away, or it's going to evolve. It's going to it's it, stories will always exist in some form. You yes, know? Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, how many? There's a lot of comic book shops I have I can think of in the last twenty some odd years that have not survived. Um, and you know we're all four of us live in a fairly populated area, so like mm. I would think that they have a bit of an advantage over you know middle America in terms of just being able to survive because you know you you got a you know you got a town of you know twenty some odd thousand people. And then you got, you know, other towns surrounding with similar numbers. You know, you, chances are you got enough of a base to survive around you. Um, you know, put that into like middle America or something like that, you know, or places that aren't as populated. Because face it, we're, we're more or less, we're in the New York City area, all of us. Yep. Um, you know, a, a place that isn't in such a populated area, if you're a comic book shop, this is probably the end for you right now. And, you know, enough of those shops go under, it's going to impact us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, like, and, and that's the thing. Like, while, while you're right, like, yeah, it would impact that. I mean, like, it's going to end up turning into, um, you know, you can order stuff on Amazon or whatever, but, like, I'd rather not do that. I want to give... You know, I want to give these shops my money. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I don't... It, it's... I mean, you also have weird. to remember, we don't... The, the, the smaller comic shops don't have the capacity of something like Amazon or even like a company like Midtown Comics, for example, um, which is like the, the bigger... the One of the bigger of the uh, comic book companies, they still have two locations in Manhattan. Mm. Um, they I can ship... They, they ship... They ship their comics. Like you can buy it online from them. And that's not something that most companies can do. That, that, especially the smaller brick and mortar ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these these small like like I said, I, I, I luck out that we right, I should say I, I I luck out that like my shop is still doing something. So if I you know, I, I still want to get comics, I still want to get toys, I still want to get uh, you know, pop figures or whatever. I don't have to go, you know, to uh our our, our Amazonian overlords to get it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I still have a choice. There's something really nice about going into a comic shop and talking to someone in person about that comic. Yeah. Yeah, but like here's the thing though is that like now you have a generation of people that are getting into comics like the movies and stuff like that. 
like I, I feel like a, a problem is there's a lot of people that want to get into comics, but there is the trope of, you know, a comic book store guy from the Simpsons, you know, I mean, running the shop and just being unfortunately, a dick. you are going to have those people. They're fewer and farther between now because there's a lot of there's a lot more inclusivity um, in the industry, so to speak now. Um, but yeah, you're right. That's another fear that people will have. And that's why they I mean, don't want to go into those comic shops. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing though about, about like gatekeeping in general. I mean, there's, I feel like though, like when it comes to a comic book shop, there is a fair amount of that, you know, like, like, like I'm not saying that like I've ever gone to a shop and I've had a bad experience like that. Cause quite honestly, I've never have. And you know, me kind of right, speaking, but you definitely could. Uh, yeah I, I feel that that is kind of like the fear like like that's why i hate saying that i'm a fan of star trek because like if some you know if i say it to the wrong person somebody's be like well who are you a real fan you know dom like i'm Ron. you know what's the rest you know i'm like i know well, i saw that episode once i don't know <laughs> <laughs> matt are you trying to tell me that i'm a, I'm a fake gamer girl <sighs> well, it's, don't don't even start that. That's a whole nother thing. I was about to say that that's a whole nother can of worms. But <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> look at all these worms. I'm just surrounded by worms. But well, like in the cans of them, the cans, the cans of the oh, big I've, problem. I've opened all of the cans. <laughs> what, 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 Why? Huh? Why did you open I'm them? Bored. I'm restless. <laughs> yeah, I'm in quarantine. <laughs> well, I, gotta, I got nothing else to do. Well, all of my favorite YouTube content is censored. Uh, yeah, but what I'm trying to say, like, if like you know, if I'm feeling that as a you know straight thirty something white male, you know, th throwing any kind of uh, you know minority into the mix, it make you know it compounds that. Hmm. 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 Mm. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, we're we're trotting on territory we never intended to. I feel in this podcast. I mean, it's it's just we're in a really weird place right now. Uh, I believe even as a society, we're moving into this really weird place where a lot of people. First of all, really good looking people will now have to actually speak because we can't see their pretty faces anymore because they're going to have to all wear masks. What is happening? <laughs> oh, man. Paolo, Wait, Paolo, what, what's that, where's this going? What's that to the left of you? Oh, look, that giant can. What's that, jumbo can of worms? What is happening over there? <laughs> what are you doing with that can of worms, Put that down. Mike, Mike is, is, is that a can you haven't opened yet? I, yeah, I mailed it to Paolo. It says, do not open. And he's looking at me. <laughs> he, he, has a, he has a can opener. He's staring us in the face. What is Paolo? Listen, stop it. Listen, Paolo, I, have, listen I, have a I have a I have a designer-made Chinese mask Paolo, no, that makes me look like Bane oh. that I wear oh. now. And that's what I'm gonna wear on it. Hold, hold on a second. So wait, so you've had this and you're just bringing this up now? <laughs> yeah. Big whoop. I inject myself with venom before we're going outside, so <laughs> so are you are you trying to say hackers so are you trying to say, Paul? Are you trying to say, Paul, that nobody cared about you before you wore the mask? No, <laughs> nobody cared about me before I put off the mask. Wow, we we saved it. I think we saved it. Would I? Would it hurt if I took it off? <laughs> Do you know what Do happens you? to your body without fiber? What? It's a 
joke hack. Oh my god. Oh, Insufferable man. amounts of pain. <laughs> For you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that Bane voice is so good. It's so good that they made it the voice of regular Bane. <laughs> was literally just about to say, and swinging it back around. Um, if, you haven't yeah, if you haven't watched the Harley cartoon, Bane is just that. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Oh, I'm, I'm... But like in, in basic stuff, too, that is just over-exaggerated. Like, like nobody refilling the creamer when it finished at the Injustice, at the, uh, at the Hall of Doom. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Damien Wayne is beautiful. King, oh, King, my God. King Shark you, is fantastic. Did you see the newest episode? Oh, I need King Shark. We're, only, we're, only, uh, we're maybe halfway through season one. Oh, so I can't even talk to you about what happened at the end of the first season, which no. leads directly into what's so amazing about the second season. I haven't seen it. It sounds it's great, just, though. It's just more of Jim Gordon with uh, Robin. Oh, man. So without spoiling anything, the version of Jim Gordon that you get in this cartoon... He's just like overworked, stressed out, Jim Gordon. Oh, that like hates his life. I mean, as you should be. There, there's an entire episode based on um, Jim trying to like vent his feelings to Batman because he feels like Batman's his only friend, right? And Batman's just busy being Batman and just fucks off. Wow, that makes sense. It's 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 good. It's really good. Oh my god, that show's fantastic. The show's so good, though. That, I, yeah, need, no, I, while we're, I need to watch. You, you do. I, I was going to say, while we're, uh, we're you know, on, on the topic of being locked down, uh, well, while you guys are locked down, give it a go. I uh, I, I, I hate to be like, or I, I, I hate to be shilling DC because I, I feel like that that kind of happens a bit on, uh, you know, over here. Yeah. But watch, just get, get yourself a DCU uh, subscription. Friend of the podcast, DC Universe. <laughs> That's the website. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to figure out a way to make these motherfuckers pay us they're our friends you wouldn't have your friends pay you oh, oh shit that's true I still owe uh, I still owe Ed like five bucks from the last D&D session at his place no I think I think I, I, I think I, I owe you a couple bucks for the uh, stuff of this podcast so I think we're even okay alright all right. We'll, we'll, we'll call it there yeah you see um, guys, guys, just like DC what? Universe. What? Please pay, please Patreon support us. <laughs> <laughs> we need to set that's it up. Actually, we need to set it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say actually, as of this recording, that that's coming soon. Hell yeah! I think it's not a bad idea. Hell Hell yeah. But we'll see. So support us. Support your uh, your local comic shop if you can. If you have one. If you don't, uh, you know, give TKOPresents.com a go and uh, support a local shop. And uh, or, or you could also try to buy a Jim Lee painting. I was Ooh, just about to say, or, yes. or you can go help out, uh, you know, budding artist, uh, friend, friend of the, friend of the show. Yeah. Jim Lee. Yeah, he's, that kid's going far, for sure. <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to our boy Jim Lee. Hopefully he'll make it in the industry. Yeah. It's kind of cutthroat, but we believe yeah, in right? him. <laughs> no, and, and, and on that note, guys, um, have a great rest of your night, because I think we should uh, we should get Mosey in. Yeah, I got to keep continue writing the tallies on my wall. <laughs> How many cans you've opened? Uh, oh, no. How many days I've been here in this room. But yeah, I'll, I should start a new tally kind of cans of worms opened. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Good idea. Thank you. Good night, everybody. All of the music that you have heard is the song Dance Rocket 
off the album Descent of the Goober Monster by Jesse Spillane. It is licensed under an Attribution 4.0 International CC by 4.0 license off freemusicarchive.org. If you have a question, a topic you would like us to cover, or simply wish to tell us all of the facts that we have screwed up, feel free to email us at laymansguidetothemultiverse at gmail.com. Also, feel free to visit us at our website at laymansguidetothemultiverse.com.